the Gulf Injustice Podcast, the official podcast of Detained in Dubai with Raga Sterling. Welcome to the Gulf Injustice Podcast. I'm Rada Sterling, and today we're going to be listening to a very disturbing voice message from British national Albert Douglas, who has been unfairly detained in Dubai for uh, the past seven months. He's been subjected to beatings by prison guards and was recently admitted to hospital in Dubai to treat a dislocated shoulder. He has several more operations scheduled over the next several months. However, when he was in prison, uh, CID or Dubai authorities approached him and asked him to make a propaganda video thanking Sheikh Mohammed and the Dubai prison guards uh, for treating him so well. Now, he refused to do this. He refused uh, to make a propaganda video for them. He was in there, in hospital, being treated for wounds and injuries as a result of being beaten, and he did not want to accept to make this propaganda video for them. So Albert Douglas, and he's, he's conveyed that he felt that he had risked his life and his safety in declining the pressure uh, that, that was bestowed upon him to make this video. And it's very concerning. It, it brings up issues like Princess Latifah's latest um, photo shoot around Europe. If this is the standard process to force, encourage, under duress, people to make these kind of videos that are not true, it really does raise a lot of questions about the safety of British nationals, Princess Latifah, and anyone else in custody who the UAE in the future tries to assure us is safe, happy, and treated well. So let's listen to Albert Douglas and his direct testimony regarding Sheikh Mohammed's attempts to get him to make this video. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to identify myself as Albert Leonard Douglas. My prisoner number is 70, 51, 50. And my medical number is 117227781 in the United Arab Emirates of Dubai. Can I, um, <clears throat> if I can, can I ask you to give me some insight of the current uh, health situation that you have found yourself in due to the beatings and the torture, human rights violations committed by the UAE prison authorities? Well, um, my, my beatings relate to uh, some uh, eight, eight months ago. Um, there were several injuries. Uh, perhaps the most striking was where the bone was sticking through my shoulder and that uh, I had an operation on last week, um, which uh, was done at the Rashid Hospital in Dubai. Um, but I still have uh, um, head injuries um, caused by the same beating, um, causing severe pain, migraines and dizziness. I also have two broken bones in my right hand um, and I also have a, a disc slipped out of my back. 
these are all been ongoing for eight months, but they tend to treat one injury at a time. I, I was beaten uh, eight months ago where I had a dislocated shoulder. Basically, it was a bone protruding through the top left shoulder, um, like a spike coming through. I had an operation last week, um, and I'm told that I have to go back for a second operation in three months' time. Um, so that, that was one problem. Another problem was um, uh, I, I have uh, two broken bones in my right hand. Uh, I, I am right-handed. Um, this was also because of the, the beating uh, by the police or army or CID, whatever they are, authorities. And also, um, because of the same beating, um, I've got a, a disc sticking out of my back. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, I, I had head injuries, uh, which cause uh, severe pain, uh, like, a, like a terrible migraine comes and uh, blurred vision. Uh, blurred vision is actually quite uh, dangerous because you, you can't see and you fall over. It's happened to me uh, numerous occasions. Um, uh, the, the body, or my body, over the last eight months has, has strangely learned to adapt, you know, to my um, disabilities, you know, um, you, you know, like with my right hand, I've learned to use my left hand, use different fingers on my right hand, uh, adjust things with my, my, my legs. It, it, it's strange, you do learn, the body adapts, and uh, uh, sleeping was always the most difficult bit, but it, because you, you, you get pain and you wake up or you, you roll on your shoulder or on your back. And so I've learned to sleep upright. Um, so, so the body adapts, but it is, you know, I put a brave face on it and so, so forth, but it, it, it's difficult to say the very least. Um, so I'm in constant um, pain um, and discomfort. Um, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, with the medication, um, I also have a heart uh, problem, which is separate. That's nothing to do with the beating. That's a separate thing. I've received no medicine at all for that, zero. Uh, despite what the authorities say, I, I haven't received anything. Um, with the hospital, I was released last, I think it was Wednesday. They did give me a bag full of medicine, but when I was brought back to the prison, they didn't bring me back to my cell. They put me in um, an isolation uh, building, which I didn't even know existed, building number three, they called it. And that's where you go if you've done something terrible, like isolation, you know, away from other people. And if you have any sort of diseases like TB or COVID, that, that's where apparently they, they put you. So 
so I was separated from my medicine or it was taken away from me uh, and I haven't received any as of yet. Um, I think most of the, the medicine was actually uh, painkillers um, for, for the operation, but I haven't received any. I, I'm assuming it, uh, it was sort of anything from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning, there's no clock in the uh, hospital ward. Um, but the, the uh, uh, policeman, a major, I can't remember, he said he was a major or a captain, but he came, he was in control of the baseball hat and the other way around. He came in and uh, he came with a couple of soldiers, policemen, and they came in actually three times during the course of that. They asked me who's going to pay for the operation. Um, did they expect uh, to buy police to pay for it? Um, and then they put me on the phone, a mobile phone, to a colonel at headquarters. Um, and, and, and this colonel said the same thing, who's going to pay for this? Do you expect us to pay? How are you going to pay? And I was, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't even know at that time what the cost would be. There was no estimate they could, they could put any figure. I, I was just, didn't, I didn't know. And I, I didn't have any money. They've taken everything from me. I got nothing. Uh, and then the third time they come, uh, there were six of them um, armed. Very, very intimidating. I was, uh, I, I kid you not, I was terrified because I'd been beaten before. So I know what happens here. I, I talk to the other inmates. It, 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 it's commonplace, um, this type of occurrence. And they come in and they basically said, you know, uh, to, to make a, a propaganda video for the UAE uh, police prison to say, you know, how wonderful I've been treated. Um, and was that and also to I, thank I, Sheikh Mohammed, I understand? Yes. Um, and, you know, uh, it, it was just, uh, I was so intimidated um, by, by what was going on, but uh, I said, no. I'm just not going to do this because it, it's not only not true, it, it, it's not correct for all the other uh, people that are in similar situations to, to myself to, to, to do this. You know, I'd be letting down other people as well as letting down myself. So I, I said no, expecting that, you know, I'm going to get repercussions. But the, the guy left and the soldiers left. Um, they did, take, they did um, insist that they take a photograph of me, so they got me up out of uh, uh, my bed. I was chained to the bed. And, uh, you know, they sort of sat and smiled and took a photograph. And that was, that was it. That was the only type of uh, propaganda photo they, they did end up taking. Um, I don't know if they'll come back one night while I'm in the prison here. I mean, you know, if not, I go to bed thinking, will they come and get me? I don't know. What, one more small point, which was concerning the British consulate or embassy, uh, were coming to see me uh, the morning, uh, two mornings after the, the incident with the, uh, you know, where they come to, to do the pr promotional video. Um, and 
they were downstairs. They told me, get up, get dressed. Um, they're on their way up. They'll be here in, in two or three minutes. Uh, and uh, I, I, I was going to tell them, I, I said I was going to tell them what happened uh, to me the, 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 the night, uh, two nights before. And they stopped them coming up. Um, and I've spoken to the consulate about uh, this yesterday, and they they did confirm they were they went through the correct procedures to get approval for a visit to me. They were in the hospital, ready to come up on floor, and were detained, detained uh, here in Dubai from coming to see me, and they never did come to see me. And I think that has something to do with the propaganda video as well, but I don't know, but I did, 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 I did tell them. I mean, we've, uh, thank, uh, thank, thank goodness for Rada Sterling in detained in Dubai, who's just worked volumes um, on the boycott Dubai movement, but um, also prisoners abroad um, have been working very carefully with uh, talking to the FCO uh, to report this. So I'm glad that he, they, you've got to speak to them. Um, I'm assuming that is Miss Dilshad from the British consulate that you're talking to? Uh, I do talk to her. This wasn't her. This was another gentleman who, who came to see me at the prison because of the promotion video. Um, but he wasn't allowed to see me. So they, they put you on a... Uh, there is an area where you can see somebody through a glass window, but they didn't allow him in to sort of the glass window, you know, like you see on the TV, really. Uh, they they made him wait at the gate, and they did a, like a video thing from the gate. So that was... Um, it's only very, very short, you know, they don't give you a lot of time to say whatever you want. And uh, I spoke to him, and I, I told him, but he was aware that they were the consulate people were, were not allowed to come and see me. You know, by, by even talking to you and highlighting this, so many other risks, um, to, to, you know, to me here, um, uh, you know, but I, I don't want to agree to any, any videos or, or any of this type of thing, but I can assure you one thing, when you're surrounded by six armed guards, and an, and uh, uh, an officer in Andorra with baseball hat, and they're all big, big guys. I'm telling you, it's very, very intimidating, to say the very, very least. Um, they're always writing uh, letters and they're saying sign here. It's in Arabic. You've got no idea what you're signing. Um, they just say, yeah, we, we, we've, we've, we've written down everything you said. Can I have an English copy? No. How do I know that this is correct? Just sign here. I would like just to, to, to emphasize my appreciation for all of the people that have, have made the effort and to, to, to speak up for me and support me and, and, and I take their support for their other inmates as well, not just for me, but for, for the people that they don't even know. For them as well, both I and they, thank you. Thank you so much for all the people that are working so diligently uh, on my behalf. Um, 
because we, we all appreciate anything, anything at all, the slightest, the slightest help given to, to bring the plight to the attention of somebody who can do something about it. So anything, any, any little thing, the smallest, what you might consider to be the smallest insignificant effort is so greatly appreciated from inside uh, the prison here. So uh, I, I thank you from the bottom of all our hearts. I love you, Dad. The EU Parliament has recently voted to boycott the Dubai Expo coming up. And with Albert Douglas's testimony, we have to wonder why the British Parliament hasn't done the same. Is it possibly because the UAE has recently agreed to invest 10 billion into the British economy? Well, certainly we must prioritize the rights of British citizens, human rights and women's rights abroad over a cash injection from a foreign government notorious for these same abuses. The British courts refused to extradite people to the UAE based on the real risk of torture, human rights abuses and unfair trials, unfair detentions, detentions without charges and discrimination. Now, Albert Douglas has been unfairly detained for the past seven months. What has the British government done about it? With these testimonies coming through, the British government has failed to boycott the UAE's expo. They have failed to escalate this matter diplomatically. We need to see this grandfather safe and home in the United Kingdom and then take steps to ensure that this mistreatment of British citizens in prison does not happen again. The inquest into Lee Bradley Brown's death in police custody has been reopened in the United Kingdom. We have witnesses who saw the police brutalising him in Bur Dubai uh, police detention facility, which led to his death. This is not an acceptable way for a country who is an ally of ours to treat our citizens. Now, we implore the British government to take diplomatic steps to resolve and secure the safety of Albert Douglas. Thanks for listening. I'm Rada Sterling, and this is the Gulf Injustice Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Gulf Injustice Podcast.